wake up and get out of bed Don't delay your sleepy head Grab a seat on the couch Listen to what we're talking about In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome, pour yourself a bowl of cereal Grab a spot on the couch and enjoy us in our Saturday morning pajamas I'm your host Jax and today we're going to look at a nice little film from 2010 called Daybreakers. This film stars Ethan Hawke, William Defoe, and Sam Neill. You may recognize those names from many other movies. I just prefer to go Sam Neill as the Jurassic Park guy because that's my automatic go-to in my mind. William Defoe, come on, he's been too many good stuff to name one. And Ethan Hawke, same thing, he's in a lot of different stuff. All three are really great actors and actually bring a lot to this film. So first let's go into a bit about what this film's about. And note there will be some spoilers. Still suggest you check it out. Uh, but here we go. So the world this film is set in actually takes place in 2019. So yeah, three years for this all to come tr to uh, fruition. The rate we're going, it may happen. <laughs> Essentially what's happened is vampires are real. Oh, I forgot. So there's a few rules for this universe. One, vampires are real. Two, it's a thing. That's it. So vampires are real, and they've actually overtaken as the dominant species on Earth. So now, this isn't all those kind of crazy way creatures are, like they're like hiding in caves or in coffins. No. They live in homes. They work. They, they're just like humans, except they're vampires. Um, and so one of the things I really like about this film is that since they're, you know, they're essentially, they just replaced humans, they found all these ways to live like humans, but as vampires. For example, driving during the daytime, your car automatically has um, some kind of covering that goes over all the windows, and cameras come on, so that way you're actually looking at a bunch of pictures to be able to see outside your vehicle. When you say you have to go for a walk during the day, there's actually an underground subwalk, so that way you don't get to the sun. Things like that just I thought were really creative uh, and to give a little bit to this picture. So that's how to go into a little bit about the world just to let you understand a bit more. So anyways, vampires are real and vampires are hungry. So what do humans do when they want to eat food? They uh, domesticate or not domesticate, forget the word, but basically they get the animals and they put them on a farm and they, whatever the word. <laughs> Well, we've done. Well, the vampires have done that with the humans. All the humans are, most of the humans are kept in a certain storage facility. Think like the Matrix with the batteries and stuff. Yeah, humans are kept and they're drained for their blood, and that's what goes out to all the vampires. Well, there's a food storage because, of course, there is. And our main character, played by Ethan Hawke, he is trying to find a way to make a synthetic blood or something synthetic for the vampires to eat. Well. It's not going so well, and, you know, people want the real thing, so there's been a few riots, and there's been a few ill effects of trying the synthetic, but, you know, he's really getting close. He's a hematologist. He's going to get there. At some point during the film, though, the main character meets a group of humans who are trying to escape, and he sort of, I won't say befriends them, but he sort of gets in his head the idea that you know, maybe we can coexist. Maybe there's something that can be done. The film then goes from there to when 
the main character, he he now has to struggle with like these newfound ideas of helping the humans and coexisting, as well as he meets someone who might be able to cure vampirism, which would then hey, help the food shortage if everyone could just you know not be dicks about it. There's got much of conflict because. Big Farm, I'm sorry, my mistake, the company that runs the blood, the synthetic blood, and controls the blood, they don't want this because they want their money. Uh, spoiler, Sam Neill's the evil guy. Okay. Combine all this with all these family issues and trying to turn human, and it really is a great story. I, I don't want to give too many spoilers away because I really do like this one. It's very creative. Um, but I will say that it's one of those things where they just they take the world and they give it rules and then they follow those rules and even though those it might not be it might be something totally foreign to what we're in like really vampires come on we know this those are only in transylvania and romania but this works because we follow those rules and we completely believe in the film some other things i really liked about this film are just the the co the costumes and the makeup there's something going on that where those who are homeless and can't afford blood, they start turning into like the fabled creatures um, with wings and pointy ears, and they start looking less human and more uh, gothic, basically. So I thought that was a nice touch as well, just to show what happens when they starve. There's also a few, few things where you see little hints about since they're vampires, you don't grow old, and some ones, some that were turned when they were kids, are not are really becoming annoyed at that <laughs> and they're ready to end their lives there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of layers here basically what I'm saying so I thought that was really good one of my favorite things is William Defoe's character he plays an ex-vampire yeah there's a spoiler there he was a vampire now he's not uh, he is like a hippie guy he loves Elvis so we call him Elvis and his character is just really great and really creative forward it is. I thought he played beautifully, so I'm really enjoying his part. A few of the bad parts were, it's, it wasn't as big as I would have hoped. I mean, it's a really good movie. It's, typically when I think of vampire films, I'm thinking you're getting a younger audience or more of the horror audience, and while this is still really great for those audiences, it has the pace of maybe a drama, uh, a thriller a little bit more. So it doesn't have those big Michael Bay set pieces. There are a few really great action scenes, and they're really great, but it doesn't have that over-the-top, let's make this a summer blockbuster. In addition, this film it is an Australian film, and so I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that just without the big U.S. Hollywood studios, it just didn't get that push that everything else did. I remember most of the theaters really wanting to see it, but for whatever reason, I didn't. Maybe it was limited release. Maybe I only heard about it after the fact. I did eventually find it on um, to rent. I don't remember how I saw it. Uh, but I know I own it now. <laughs> so I did buy it once I found it on DVD. And I still, I like, I think I have to watch a bunch of the extra still. But it was really, really good. Um, it's actually a really good price right now. Oddly, the Blu-ray is like only 12 bucks or something. Um, like, Okay, considering that's just annoying to me because we've been trying to buy Ant-Man, but I refuse to pay 30 bucks for Ant-Man on Blu-ray. Uh, I'm sorry, but when I can get all the other Marvel movies for like 20, you need to bring this down. <laughs> that said, if you are interested in purchasing Daybreakers or any other films, we do have the links on our website at nonoms.net. 
um, and that just gives you a little bit quicker action to them. Um, plug, plug. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this movie, and I really encourage all my listeners to check this out, and then leave me a comment in on the blog post, like nonoms.net, N-O-N-O-M-S.net. Leave me a comment, let me know what you did with the movie. Did you like it? Do you, you know, it's like, are you like, oh my god, Jax, this is great, thank you, or really, Jax, you wasted my time, thanks. <laughs> let me know. I would love to hear. Um, as well, I think this week's question is going to be, what is your favorite vampire movie? Now, this can be anything. This can be Twilight. This can be Binocula. This uh, can be Count Ducula. I don't care. Just give me a, fa- a favorite vampire movie because I want to know what else my listeners like. What's going on? In addition, you know, when you're there, if you want to check out and become a patron, because if you like this at all, you know, please consider becoming a patron. You can find more details and a link to donate at on the blog post at nonoms.net, as well as on the main page. And then when you're finished doing all those little tiny things, do consider becoming an Audible Trial member. Go to audibletrial.com SMP and get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Get some great audiobooks to listen to. Again, first one's free, so you have nothing to lose. And you can can't, and you can even cancel within five minutes and keep your book. I was just keeping it for a little bit because you never know, you might enjoy it. But you know, check it out. And I do want to thank all my listeners at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn. You know, just so many great places. If you, know, you haven't heard any of these, well, example is TuneIn. There's like a hundred thousand radio stations there, and like four million podcasts. I know you're going to listen to mine first there, but, you know, when you're done, <laughs> there's others to listen to. And, yeah, so this is just a short little update for today. Um, I'm actually working right now on some really exciting new features, uh, a series of movies for next week. So I haven't quite decided how to do one film episode or not, but I have something really exciting in the works. So I really hope you guys are excited. Uh, my DVR has been hard at work, so we've been getting a lot of great content. And, yes, so thank you again for listening to uh, Saturday Morning Pajamas, and I will see you next week. Bye.